0: Hello, this is Josh Chrisman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Acts chapter 3. We'll start reading at verse 1. And we'll read a couple verses there. And then we're going to go uh, to Acts 4, and we're going to restart at verse 8. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame, from his mother's womb was carried whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand. And lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man was, which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them into the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Mm. What a powerful miracle. Somebody say, a powerful miracle. Chapter 4, verse 8. Let's say verse 7. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have ye done this? Then Peter, then Peter, what's it say? Filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, If we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Amen. I want to I continue uh, this evening uh, on the series that I started a couple of Sundays ago. Um, I'm going to continue the message, Standing in the Gap. Amen. How many heard the, the message on the Sunday morning when I preached about standing in the gap? How Abraham stood in the gap for Lot. Amen. I'm going to continue that message, Part 2, of Standing, standing in the Gap. Amen. I wonder if you could lay your Bibles down one more time, lift your hands uh, unto the Lord, and just begin to pray and ask the Lord. Brother Smith, would you pray over this? Circle? Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you for your mighty presence, Lord, in this place, Lord. God, we ask that you would have your way and everything is said and done, Lord. Knowing my pastor, Lord, a double portion, Lord, tonight, Lord. Oh, God, that we would consume, Lord, all that he says, Lord, is... As it comes from you, Lord, into our hearts, Lord, into our mind, into our being. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord, strengthen us, Lord, tonight, we pray. Oh God, I plead your blood over the church, over my pastor and the families, Lord of the church. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In this city, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord, you can be seated. Praise God. There is a, a principle, uh, a concept um, in this script, passage of Scripture uh, that I would like to uh, convey to this church tonight and anybody who is listening uh, by way of the web. Uh, as I was reading this passage of Scripture this morning, uh, the Lord began to stir me. Uh, and begin to speak some very specific things um, to me uh, concerning this story. I know it's a story that we've read uh, many times. Uh, I know it's, a, um, it's a st- the book of Acts. If, if you've been in the apostolic church very long, the book of Acts is it's one of our favorite books. Amen. Because uh, we believe that the, the book of Acts was the birthing of the church amen, and that uh, we are a book of Acts church, and that the book of Acts church is not dead, but that this church should be a continuation of the church that was birthed in the book of Acts. Somebody say amen. But there's many things that we can take from um, this story and these passages of Scripture um, that I read. Uh, But notice with me tonight, as Peter and John, the Bible says, went up to the temple, into the temple at the hour of prayer. Amen. We have to understand that, that they are just coming off of a revival. Amen. That revival had been birthed in Acts chapter 2 amen how many know that Jesus told them go and tarry in Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high and we know that at the beginning of Acts chapter 2 that the Bible says that they were uh, on the, when the day of Pentecost was fully come that they were all in one place and all in one accord and the Bible says that there come a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues Like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. How many know that that was the outpouring that Joel was talking about? That in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. How many know that that prophecy is still being fulfilled in our generation? Amen. We are a continuation of. Of the book of Acts God has not quit pouring out his spirit Amen But they spilled out the upper room And into the street And they were, they, they were, they, they were acting a fool Amen And the folks that were watching Or standing by How many know that the, the, the feasts were taking place It was the, the, the feast of, of um, Pentecost Amen. Of unleavened bread and and Pentecost was 50 days after Passover. Amen. How many know that, that Jesus was the Passover lamb? Amen. That was that was slain for us, and his blood was shed that, that we might go free. How many know when the Passover angel came to Egypt? It, he said, slay the Passover lamb. It can't be just any lamb. It's got to be an unblemished lamb. It's got to be without markings and without blemish. Slay the lamb. Uh, spread the blood upon the doorpost. And when the death angel comes, he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. How many know that? Jesus was the Passover lamb. Come on, somebody. Let me prove it to you. 40 days he spent with his disciples. Amen. He took them out as far as Bethany. And the Bible says that he talked to them and told them, uh, gave them the great commission, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And the Bible says that he was sended up into heaven. But he said, go ye and tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And for 10 days they sought God, they prayed to God, they fasted, and they waited for the comforter that was to come, which is the Holy Ghost. Come on somebody and how many knows that the Holy Ghost came? Amen. Amen. On the day of Pentecost which is 50 days after Passover. 50 days after Jesus Christ was crucified. Amen. They spilled out into the street. The streets were filled with people. Everybody was in Jerusalem. All the Jews had come from afar off to sacrifice in the temple, to to eat the Passover with their brethren. Come on. How many know that it was customary they would all come to the holy city? The city was filled with people. The streets were filled with people. And here comes Peter and the rest of the disciples, over 120. They spill out into the street. They're speaking in other tongues. They're acting a fool. And every Everybody's wondering, what is going on here? Somebody say, what's going on? Peter stood up with the 11. They said, what meaneth this? Amen. Peter said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel that in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Amen. Then they say, men and brethren, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and all who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. If he's calling you, it's for you. If he's pulling on you, the Holy Ghost is for you. Come on. If you've never received it, it's for you. Whosoever the Lord shall call. Somebody say amen. The Bible says that the Lord added to the church 3,000 souls. 3,000 souls were added to the church that day. Amen. Somebody say 3,000. From one move of God, 3,000 souls. Amen. Peter and John just stepped out of that revival. Come on, somebody. I mean, they are red hot with revival. Revival. They are filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. But it doesn't stop there. They went up to the temple for the hour of prayer. Amen. How many know one move of God doesn't negate our prayer life? Amen. How many know that this is a continual thing? That we got to keep going back to prayer. That day by day, after the revival's over, they went back to prayer. Amen. They went back to the temple at the hour of prayer. But the Bible says that as they were going into the temple, there was a certain man there that was lame from his mother's womb. Let me just slow down. He was lame. All right? He wasn't. Allowed in the temple. According to Mosaic law, he could not go into the temple because of his situation or his ailment or his handicap. Amen. It was against the law of Moses for him to go in, he had to stay in the outer gate. Amen. He wasn't allowed to go in because of his handicap. Was it his fault? No. Was it, well, could he do anything to remedy it? No, he could not. But he was kept to the outer gate. Amen. And so every day, there was some of his family that brought him to the temple, to the gate called Beautiful, to set him at the gate where people would go in. Amen. They they took him as far as they could take him. Come on. How many know that the people around you can only take you so far. How many know that the people that love you can only take you so far? They can take you to the well of water, but they can't make you drink. Come on. How many know that the Bible, uh, that that there's an old saying that says uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink? on somebody, this guy was in a situation that he didn't cause, he was in a situation that he that, that he couldn't do anything to remedy it, but he went as far as he could, come on, he he had somebody help him to a place where he could get as close as he could get, come on, I, I, don't, I know I'm preaching to somebody tonight, you've gone as far as you can go by yourself, but I want to encourage you, keep going as far as you can go, keep positioning yourself for America. Keep going as far as you can go by yourself because the God of heaven sees it, and he knows what you need. Somebody say, he knows what you need. Amen. They carried him to the gate as far as they could take him, and they left him there. Amen. He was lame from his mother's womb for years. They took him daily. Amen. Amen. They developed a routine. We're gonna take so this certain man. They don't say his name, but just says a certain man was carried to the gate called Beautiful. Amen. Uh, We're gonna take uh, Billy Bob, Billy Joe to the gate, drop him off, and then we'll. Go to the store and then we'll go about our business. We're going to take it, it was part of the daily routine to take him to the gate called Beautiful to drop him off so that he could ask alms of the people. Amen. It was, it was, he spent his life in a place that he didn't plan for, in a place that he didn't want to be, asking other people to meet his needs. Come on, he spent his life depending on other people for everything that he needed. He couldn't get up and do do it itself he could not get past the gate come on he could not lawfully go any further he was dependent upon the generosity of other people for his daily needs he was dependent upon the church and the people of the temple to be merciful and give him what he needed for his daily ration he was dependent upon everybody around him to give him everything that he needed No doubt, Jesus himself walked through the gate called beautiful and walked right past the lame man that lifted up his cup and said, alms, alms. Come on. No doubt, Jesus many times walked through the beautiful gate and looked at the man and said, your day's coming. Come on, somebody. Your day is coming. There's coming a day when there's going to be a couple of men that are full of the Holy Ghost and there's going to be a miracle that they're going to do for you. I believe that Jesus walked by him and just looked at him out of the corner of his eye and said, your day's coming. Come on. I believe that Jesus walked by him and looked at him out of the corner of his eye and maybe just smirked a little bit and said, I know that your miracle is coming. You don't know what I know. You don't see what I see. Come on. Don't give up before your miracle comes. Don't give up before God meets the need. Amen, amen, he's dependent on everybody around him, born that way, some of us are born, have been born with some conditions that we've had our whole lives, amen, we didn't ask for them, we don't necessarily want it, but that's just the way it is. Come on. And every day he got up and he had to deal with the issue that he had. This was his life. Amen. This was his life, only going as far as somebody else could take him. The law was against him going any further. Come on, there were barriers standing in his way to keep him from getting any further. There were barriers that he could not move himself. There were barriers that he couldn't kick out of the way. Come on, there were barriers that he could not overcome in his own power. No matter how bad he wanted it, he couldn't get it. No matter how bad he wished for it or prayed for it, how. And he know that he couldn't do anything to change his own situation. Wow. Powerless, helpless, laid at the gate. Amen. Every day, some people would say, "What a pitiful life." Amen. What a pitiful life that this guy lived, that every day he gets up and he goes through the same routine, the same same routine that benefits him just enough just to get through the day that's ahead of him. Come on. And, And we act like that that's not us. Come on. We act like that we don't have that same problem. Amen. We act like that this guy was the only one. It's a certain man. The reason he don't name him is because there's a multitude of people laying at the gate. Come on. There's a multitude of people that can't get any further than where they're at. They can't help themselves. They can't get there themselves. They're laid at the gate. They have problems. They have issues. They get up every day. They go through the same routine with the same struggles, with the same problems, and they go to bed that night having not overcome the situation that they're in. And every day seems like the same day, over and over and over, dealing with the same issues issues, dealing with the same insecurities, dealing with the same mental condition. Can I preach to somebody tonight? I tell you tonight in the Holy Ghost that in 2020 there's going to be things moved out of your way. There's going to be things that you're delivered from that you never thought that you would overcome. There's going to be a day coming that you're going to have things that you never had thought you could have and go places that you never thought you could go. Amen. There is a miracle in store for somebody. I can feel it in the Holy Ghost. I can feel it in prayer. Come on. There is a miracle in store for you. You're no longer going to bash your head against a wall of insecurity, of, of a ceiling too low that you can't overcome. God's got a plan for your life. God has a plan bigger than you can ever imagine. Peter and John come up at the temple at the hour of prayer. This man has laid there every day for years. But Peter and John on this day are in a condition to see. They see his need. How many times had they walked by him and not saw his need. But on this day, they walked by him. And the Bible says that he, he asked the alms of them. And the Bible says that Peter, when he asked something of him, that Peter fastened his eyes upon him. Amen. Peter focused his attention upon the man at the gate. He's on his way into the temple. He's, he's making a beeline because he's got some prayers that he needs to pray. He's got some duty that he needs to follow through before the Lord. But as this guy reaches for him, something in him focuses on the man. Come on. How many know that there's got to, when somebody reaches for us, uh, there should be something in us uh, that focuses on them? How many know that their need is just a door that God can get through to give them more than just what they're asking for. Come on, that what he was asking for was not what he needed, but what he needed was an open door for God to give him what he really needed. That need that he had was his open hand asking for help, his open hand reaching for something, his open hand expecting something of somebody was an opportunity for Peter to give him Jesus. Clap your hands and love him. opportunity for him to give him Jesus understand that there are many needs out there a lot of people don't want to ask for help they're embarrassed to ask for help uh, it's it, it destroys a person's pride to have to ask for help or to reach for somebody to lift them up but understand tonight Church of the Living God when somebody opens their hand to reach for us that should that should provoke a response because we have what they need need. If you have Jesus, you have what they need. They don't need money. They don't need support. They need Jesus. They don't need a church that gives them seven steps to becoming self-aware or seven steps to live a successful life. They don't need a church that hands them a Bible study and sends them on their way. They need people that are filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the power of God, filled with the witness of a delivered life. Amen. He's lifted us up. It's our responsibility to lift somebody else up. Peter on that day had Holy Ghost focus. I pray Holy Ghost focus on our church. Come on, on the body of Christ. There should be a Holy Ghost focus that comes over us when people ask uh, uh, alms of us. Give me what I need. He fastened his eyes on him and he said, I don't have any money. (sighs) Somebody say amen. (sighs) I know that's what you're wanting. I know you're just wanting something to get you through the day. I know you're just wanting enough to get you through. So you can have dinner and lunch. I know I, I know you want money, but I don't have any money. I'm on the church payroll. <laughs> Come on, it's delivered to every man as he had need. How many know they divided unto every man as he had need? They had all things common. Preach that to the 21st century church. <clears throat> That shoots down the prosperity doctrines. Come on, I believe that God wants to bless us, but he wants to bless us so we can bless other people, not necessarily to bless us. But Peter didn't have any money. I heard one preacher say, Peter was broke, but John was loaded. (laughs) That's stepping out of Scripture. He said, I don't have any money, but such as I have. Give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He didn't stop there. Come here, Luke. Cool lame man. Great job opening service tonight. Very anointed. Amen. That's what we need. The anointing. Silver and gold have I none. Reach your hand up. But such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Bible says that he got him by the right hand (laughs) and lifted him up. Okay. Now, most of you could not see what happened. Let go. He got him by the right hand. You ever try to help somebody up that don't want helped up? Me and Becca went skiing. She's good. Showed me up, Brother Trent. I was falling all over the place. I was on this one run, and I would get up and fall. Get up and fall. And get up and fall. And one time she stretched her hand out to me when I was on the bunny hill. Yeah, I was falling on the bunny hill. Can we cut live stream off? (laughs) He says, My call. See y'all. Just kidding. She stretched her hand out on the bunny hill. I got my wife helping me up on the bunny slope. Very embarrassing. You know, you can't help somebody up that don't want helped up. If they're content with staying where they're at, you can pull and pull and pull. It don't matter. You can put all the effort and energy you want into it. But if they want to stay where they're at, you can't get them out of where they're at. Amen. You can pray for them. You can intercede for them. You can reach for them. You can yank on them. But if he wants to stay where he's at, I can't. can't, Don't get a hold of me. Let me get a hold of you. Pull your hand out. Pull your hand out. Amen. The whole time, uh, that's not what was going on. Sometimes uh, there are people that we're reaching for that don't want helped up. Come on. How many know that if you want up from where you're at, you got to take the hand that's extended to you. If you want to get out of the situation that you're in, you got to be willing to get a hold of the hand that God has sent to pull into your life and to pull you out of the situation that you're in. This is a two-part thing. All this is not stuck on Peter. How many know that the lame man at the gate, Peter had the faith to lift him up, but that man at the gate... Had to have the faith to get a hold of Peter And to latch on to Peter And say yes I want what you have I see what you're giving, putting into my life I'm going to get a hold of what's got a hold of me There's got to be something in us That wants to get a hold of what's got a hold of us Come on somebody I want to get a hold of Jesus I know he's got a hold of me But I want to get a hold of him move, Philippians, I'm preaching my guts out tonight, amen, Philippians 3, put it up on the board, I want you to see it, Philippians 3, This is Paul talking, verse 12. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus amen. Jesus has got a plan for my life. Jesus has purposed me to fulfill a role in his kingdom from the foundation of the world. If he has called your name, he wants to, if he's filled you with the Holy Ghost, there's a purpose that he has for you. If he's reaching for you, there's a purpose that he has for you to fulfill. But that plan will never come to fruition if we don't get a hold of what's got a hold of us. Come on. How many know that there's got to be a reciprocation, there's got to be a desire, there's got to be a hunger, that man laid at the gate his whole life, he laid there one day too long, how many know that when Peter came along, that man had spent his last day at the gate, he was ready to get up, he was ready to get out, he was ready to be healed, and when he saw a hand reaching for him, he grabbed a hold of it and wouldn't let go, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up And walk, and he got him by the right hand and he lifted him up. And the Bible says immediately his ankle bones received strength, and he went walking and leaping and praising God as he held to Peter and John. Notice he didn't let go of Peter. (laughs) He held to him. Amen. Hey man, he got him up. I'm in the wrong hand. Move over. Man, he's stronger than I am. You should have been lifting me up. He got him up on his feet. And the Bible says that his feet and ankle bones received strength. Amen. But how many know that when you've been in a state long enough, you've got to build some confidence? Amen. You remember when those babies first started walking and, and you would hold on to their hands as they walked and they, they got their balance, you know, you would hold on and then little by little there would be a little bit of a, you'd just be holding on to the Fingertips. And, and you're just there for balance, and they're still holding on. You know what I'm talking about? They're holding on for dear life because they think, they, you know, they don't realize that they can do it. And it's not till later after they develop some confidence that you start trying to pull your hand out of their hand so that they can walk on their own. Amen. There's some people uh, under the sound of my voice and watching online, the reason that you haven't reached the level of deliverance that you've desired is because, first of all, you wouldn't take the hand that's been extended to you, and secondly, you pulled your hand out too quickly. You need to hold on to what's got a hold of you until you get your balance, until you get your strength until you can walk on your own, make decisions on your own, and be healed on your own. Somebody say amen. Thank you, Luke. Deliverance comes. I'm talking about standing in the gap, but I'm really preaching to do two different aspects. The person receiving the miracle and the person extending their hand to give the miracle. Both have a part to play. Come on, somebody. Amen. Too many times we expect... The preacher to just give it to us, or God to just give it to us, and, and God to just deliver us. We want to stay where we're at doing what we're doing, but we want we want to feel different about our situation. I want to tell you, God's not wanting you to feel different about your situation, keeping you where you're at. He'll lift you out of your situation, and then you'll feel better about where you're going because you've found true deliverance. Quit holding on to where you're at and let go and get a hold of what's reaching for you. Jesus' name. Come here, Luke. I'm not done. Lay down, lame man. <coughs> Get a hold of the pew. Amen too many times we, Paul said forgetting those things which are behind and reaching for those things which are before I press toward the mark of the high call of God that's in Christ Jesus amen not that I've already apprehended but he said I want to get a hold of what's got a hold of me, amen, and we're holding on not to what's reaching for us, but where we're at, amen, we're comfortable where we're at, we want what we want, sometimes being being in a situation of need, sometimes people... Get, have been there so long that they that they they can't get out of it. They can't get out of the mindset of it, and anything different scares them. Amen. And it becomes a place of comfort to them because they're fearful of 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 failing, or they're fearful of not getting what they reach for. Come on, somebody. They're fearful that 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 where they're at is where they're always going to be, and reaching for something more would just be ludicrous. Because I was born this way, I'm going to stay this way. But I don't believe that. I believe that when God calls you or when he purposes for you to be one of his children that he's got deliverance for you. Total and complete deliverance. I'm not talking about a partial feel good about your bad situation deliverance. I'm talking about a deliverance where you're totally free. Set free from every hindrance and from every bondage that ever held you back. But in order for you to get that you got to be willing to let go of where you're at. Some of us are holding on the things that bring us comfort, we know they're wrong, we know they're sinful, and we know they're causing us despair, and they're causing us trouble, and they're causing us to feel lost, we know that they're not what we need, but we continue to hold on to it because it's what we have, I want to tell you right now, the only way you're going to get deliverance is you got to let go of where you're at and reach for what God is trying to put into your life, let go of it and reach. Let go of it and reach, and God's going to deliver you in Jesus' name. Come on, the preacher preaches. The preacher's trying to get a hold of you. God's trying to pull on you and get you out of that spot where you're at. And you even pray prayers while you're there. God, help me, Lord. Help me out of this situation. And God's pulling on you. He's trying to pick you up and get you out. But he cannot override your self-will. There's got to be something in us that gets tired of where we're at. And we're willing to let go of whatever it takes to get what God has for me. Clap your hands and love him tonight. He's worthy. Amen. I want to get a hold of God the way that God has a hold of me. Come on. If I could just get a hold of the strength of his arm. And feel the strength in his arm. Feel the power in his arm. He could pull me out of that pit that I've been living in. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? Amen. Am I preaching to anybody tonight that wants more? And they know that they've been purposed for more for their life. And they find you find yourself going through the same mundane rituals and routines, not bringing any fulfillment, not ever really getting free. And, and you try to do what you can to be happy. You try to smile through the pain. You try to overcome it yourself and pick yourself up, only to find yourself back in the same place again. God has sent me here tonight to reach for you. To extend a hand of mercy to you And to let you know That God has not quit reaching That his arm is still here That the plan that he thinks for you Is plans of peace and not of evil To give you an expected end To give you a hope and a future Somebody say amen Amen But when Peter got a hold of him He got a hold of him in faith know he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Have I preached you to sleep? (laughs) The Bible says in chapter 4 that Peter, full of the Holy Ghost, stood up and gave an answer of what happened to the impotent man. Amen. Amen. We need a church full of the Holy Ghost. Now I'm going to preach to the church a little bit. Is that okay? The reason we feel like we don't have anything to offer is because we're full of the wrong stuff. Amen. The reason we feel like that we don't have a place or there's no purpose for me, or that I just don't have anything to offer anybody is because I'm not full of the Holy Ghost. I'm full of other stuff. You can fill in the blank. Amen. I'm full of this. How many have enjoyed the media fast? I'm dismiss now. How many, I'm not going to say that. I don't want to know. I was going to say how many are doing the media fast, but I don't want you to answer that. If you're not doing it, you need to be doing it. Amen. Somebody say amen. Because it's an opportunity for us to fill ourselves with something other than entertainment, come on, and worldly stuff. If we're full of ourselves, there's not going to be any miracles. Somebody say amen. Have you ever heard anybody say that saying, they're full of themselves? Has your wife ever told you that? man (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) we need to record the conversations that your wife and my wife are having maybe we could find out some stuff (laughs) maybe we can find out what we can do better you say somebody's full of themselves what's that mean Selfish. they they're selfish, they're obsessed with themselves. they do what they want, they eat what they want, they go where they want, they say what they want, they watch what they want, they wear what they want, they worship when they want, they pray when they want, they go to church when they want they they love when they want, they hate when they want. That's, the, they're full of themselves. It's all about me. It's all about what I can get. It's all about what I want. It's, it's never about anybody else. It's always, it's always about, it's always about me. You're full of yourself. In order for the church to get to the place to where miracles are going to happen, like we saw in the book of Acts, is when we empty ourselves out of ourselves and we get filled with God. thought somebody would clap Amen Being full of the Holy Ghost is being emptied out of yourself and spending time with God until he pours himself into us Come on Amen in prayer and in fasting, and in seeking God. Come on. If we want our families to be healed, we want our... our our community to be touched we got to be able to empty ourselves out of ourselves Uh, the reason that we're not seeing the people around us that need help is because we can't quit looking in the mirror we can't quit worrying about number one and what I need and what I want come on how many know that the world is filled with people that are selfish the church is filled with people that are selfish but God is saying judgment is going to begin at the house of God it's time to empty ourselves out of our and be filled with the Spirit of God, the Word of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God in Jesus' name. Why didn't Peter see this guy before that? Have you ever thought about that? Why now? Right? If it was the will of God for this to happen, Why did it take so long? Come on. Because the guy was there the whole time, right? The guy was there waiting on the miracle. The guy was waiting on Peter to get in position to where he would see him. Come on. Because his eyes were fastened on the wrong things. How many know that Peter's the one that said, uh, you know, Jesus, I'll never leave you. I will never deny you. I'll go with you, even to the death. And then when the the fight started, Peter drew a sword and cut off the, the ear of the soldier. I heard Mark Morgan say one time, if you if you draw your sword and you start cutting people and you turn around and Jesus don't have a sword. He's going to have to heal what you've who you've hurt. <laughs> I mean if Jesus picked up the ear and healed the guy. Peter takes off running, denies the Lord. Amen. How many know that Peter had to get in a position to where he emptied himself? I could go through the whole message where he was torn between his identi- between two identities and trying to go back to where he came from and Jesus pulling on him and, and keeping him from going back. And he said, Peter, when you were young, you went where you wanted to go and you did what you wanted to do. But when you're old, you're going to go where another's going to gird you and you're going to go where you don't want to go and do what you don't want. Don't want to do. Amen. Understanding that Peter was going to go through a transition or a transformation where he was going to empty himself out of himself and he was going to take on the plan of God and the purpose of God and the will of God. And when he showed up at the gate called Beautiful in Acts chapter 3, he was that man filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the power of God, filled with the plan of God, filled with prayer and fasting and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And when he said silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, he had something to give somebody that needed him. We gotta get a hold of something of value, something that people can use, something that'll help people. Somebody say amen. Stand with me all around the building. Amen. When the two Came together, the guy that wanted the miracle got a hold of Peter with the same tenacity that Peter got a hold of him with. I believe there was a spark. Amen. As a pastor, I pray for a lot of people on Sunday mornings and and Thursdays, whenever, at Zanesville Church, praying in the altar, praying for folks. You can tell when you put your hands on somebody whether or not they're pulling on you the same way that you're pulling on them. There's a, there's a reaction. Hey Amen. There's times where you go to pray for somebody, and, and, and it's, there's nothing. And no matter how bad you want to pick them up and help them and give them what you have, they're not, they're not ready for it. They're not willing to get it. They don't want to leave where they're at. They're, 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 they're content. But then there's also times when you stretch your hand and put it on somebody and it feels like lightning shoots through your, from your hand all the way through your body to your feet and there's, there's times you put your hand on them and you don't even have to touch them And you can feel it. Because there's something that happens when somebody has faith to give and somebody has faith to receive. Amen. There's something that takes place. How many know that God can see it all? Every person we pray for, we want to be healed. How many know that's true? Every person we reach for, we want to be saved. But the people have to be willing to let go from where they're at and reach for what's reaching for them. I believe that in the days to come, that God's going to give us Holy Ghost vision where we can see the people that are reaching for Him amen it it might be it might be just a little need Uh, it it might be monetary money that they need it might be uh family trouble that's causing them to reach for help it it, it might be uh financial trouble it might be marriage trouble it might be uh children trouble might be whatever it is that's job trouble whatever it is that's causing them to open their hand and reach is a perfect opportunity for us to give them Jesus. I wonder tonight, when Peter was preaching to the council, he said, neither is there salvation in any other. There's no, what he was saying was, this guy was healed by the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of Jesus Christ. There's no salvation in any other. And if you look up that word salvation, it means deliverance and it means healing. Because salvation is more than just the saving of your soul. It's healing, it's deliverance, it's protection, and it's provision. All four of those things. And you know that there's nothing that this world has that can deliver us, that can heal us, that can save us. Somebody say amen. We've, we've, we've searched the world over to try to find a way to get healed. Amen. A way out of the situation that we're in. Come on. How many know that there's addicts around this community that they'll go to AA? Come on. And I'm not against I'm not against the axe classes, I'm not against the, the AA support groups, I'm not against any of that. I believe people need all the support that they can get, but there is no deliverance without Jesus. None. There is no healing without Jesus. And if you're, if you're struggling with addiction, if you're watching online, I don't know who this video is going to get to, but if you're watching, you can't do it yourself, and AA Help Groups is not going to deliver you. The only thing that can deliver you is the hand of God. It's Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can deliver you. struggle to get up and fall back down, and struggle to get up and fall back down, and you want to go further, and you want to get past the spot where you're at, and you're struggling, and you wonder, I can't go on one more day. I might as well take my own life. No, 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 no. Because there's a hand reaching for you. Come on. The hand of God is reaching for you. Come on, right now, right where you're at. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but you let don't let those thoughts of suicide enter your mind one more time. There's a God that's reaching for you, and your life is not wasted. It is just beginning. And that very thing that's been hindering you, God is going to heal it. night i believe this is life and death you got to get a hold of the hand that's reaching for you and you got to be willing to let go and get a hold of it with everything you got and when he pulls on you you pull on him and he will lift you up to a place where you have never been before he will take you in places that you've never seen before beyond any place he would never see the inside of the temple (laughs) he thought he would never get to see the inner court where all the other regular people went every day he'd sit there and watch all these regular people who had blessed lives Who didn't have the ailments that he had, who didn't have the issues that he had. Come on. He didn't have the issues that he had that he was born with, that he couldn't do anything to overcome. He watched them one by one walk by him, and no doubt he thought, why can't I just be normal like them? Come on. Why can't I just be normal like they are? Why do I have to be in this situation? God's got a miracle for you and the miracle he does for people like that man that miracle saved 5,000 souls read it through the rest of that chapter Acts chapter 3 5,000 souls came to the Lord because of that miracle all of those people that had walked past that person laying at the gate. They knew who he was. They knew the struggle that he had. They knew the problems that he was born with. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? They walked by him on a daily basis. Saw him lay there. They probably even gave him a little bit of money to help him through his hard time. But when the moment that he got a hold of Peter and he got a hold of what got a hold of him, how many know that there was a healing that took place and he was no longer the way that he was? He was transformed and it was a testimony of the power of God. It was a miracle. For your life You hear me This is your year You're not going to struggle anymore With the struggles that you had Hear me You got to get a hold of what's got a hold of you With everything that's within you You hear me tonight With your whole heart He's going to lift you up amen and those times of of not being able to go as far as you want to go and, 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 and feeling like that you're always going to fall short all that's going to be gone God's going to lift you up and he's going to parade you through the temple come on he's going to parade you through in front of the people that walked by you for years stepped over you for years walked on you for years he's going to use you as a testimony of his power and authority